Greetings, welcome back to another ongoing series of Shir Madaf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachat Shabbat, Tafkuf Memchet Amud Bet, at the very bottom of the Amud, looking at Mishnah Bet of this, the 23rd and penultimate chapter of Masachat Shabbat, continuing with issues of business and transactions on Shabbat. You're allowed to count off your guests or how many portions you need orally, but not from a written document. We'll see why. Very strange statement. You could kind of run a little lottery with your family members at the table for pieces of food. As long as the pieces are not one large, one small. We'll have to see why that is. You could run some sort of a lottery, and it's unclear what this is about. We'll find out in the Gemara, on the Kodshim, on the Chagim, but not on the portions. So what are you allowed to and you're not allowed to? Let's start with the first thing, which is why you may not uh, count off guests from a list. My The concern is you may realize, oh, somebody's not coming, or I disinvited them, and you may erase. The concern is that if you're reading that, you may start reading uh, documents and business documents on Shabbat. What's a case where they would not uh, both uh, prohibit if it was written on the wall umidli and it was written low there's a concern of erasure sorry it's written up high because it's inaccessible if it's written way up on a wall but if you're concerned that you might read alright so why doesn't Rabbive accept Abayah's concern that you might read Shitrei Yotot what, are we not concerned about uh, erasure, even though it's high up? We have the Brita connected to the Mishnah towards the beginning of the Masechet, in the first, in the first Mishnah, in the first parak. Um, you're not allowed to read by candlelight on Shabbat. Shabbat. Even if it's two stories high, which means even if the candle is absolutely inaccessible, even if it's two blanket lengths high, even ten houses, one on top of another, which means the decree is not necessarily built on the pragmatics of of uh, of um, uh, tipping or fixing the candle. So why would we then uh, say that there's no concern about erasure when the writing is high up on the wall? So, if it's written on the wall lower, there is a concern about shamim chok. But Abayi's concern doesn't apply. Why? Nobody's going to start reading documents because they read something off a wall. A wall and documents are too different. So now let's turn it inside out. The one who said there's a concern about reading, which is Abaye, and would say there's no concern here, why isn't he concerned about erasure? If it's if it's engraved on a tablet, there's nothing to erase, so there's no concern that he's going to erase. The concern that he may read. So now let's turn the earlier argument inside out. Why doesn't Rabbive accept Abaye's concern about you might read? That you would not uh, confuse a tablet for a star. The Brita explicitly says that this kind of counting for guests and portions 
may be done uh, certainly orally, um, and he can do it from something that's on a wall, but not from something on a tablet. So a tablet is like a star here. If it's really written, who cares if it's on a wall or a tablet? It must be engraved. Which means we are concerned about something written on a tablet <coughs> or engraved in a tablet. Their tablets are basically made of, uh, were covered with wax, and you would engrave into the wax. We have to go back to our earlier answer. It's written on the wall and it's high up. And your challenge from the parallel concern about the nair, it's a machlok at the tiny mo now dam and orchav paparotami pivalominaktav. Biachama timiktav shakabiakota. Riacha says you could use the, if it's written on a wall. So hechidami ilanichtimitatai if it's written low and excess accessible. Lechashami mchok, we should have the concern about erasure. Alav the chatav midli must be written up high. That concern about something that's inaccessible still being within the realm of Xera is Machloket Tanaim. And that Machloket is the same as this Machloket. You're not allowed to look into a mirror on Shabbat. If it's a fixed mirror in the wall, you're allowed to. So Maishna Kavuab Kotel, why if it's fixed in the Kotel is it okay? Uh Midkar. The concern is that you're gonna use the edges of the um you're gonna use the edges of the mirror to like cut hairs. So if it's fixed in the wall, the notion is in the meantime you'll remember. Shaino Kavuanami, Adahachi Midkar. So if it's uh if it's not Kavua in the meantime, you should also remember. So, it's a metal one. Because you see hair sticking out in the wrong place, you're going to use the edge of the mirror to cut them. That's the reason. Okay. So, um, so if it's sufficiently different, then it seems like it's okay. All right, Tanur Abanan, parenthetically, Ketavim Alech Tacharat Surav, Tacharat Diyoknot. These are captions that they have underneath uh, images and busts and uh, portraits. Asur Likotov B'Shavat. Now I'll read them on Shavat. Udiyoknot, Sma, the portrait itself. Al B'chol Asur Yistakel HaMishum Shinemar, Al Tifnu El HaElilim. You're not allowed to look at them at any point because that's considered turning to the gods. My Tamura, what's the Jrasha? Don't turn God away from your thinking. And evidently the notion is that looking at these, um, and looking at these, uh, these, uh, images is going to put God out of your mind, perhaps because they were all idolatrous. Okay, now to the lottery. You're only able to do it with your family members, this lottery at the table. My time, why? If you have people who are sitting together at a table and they're bringing their food and they're makpid to have proper portions, then they violate measuring out and weighing out and counting out and all of those other things that are similar to business transactions and borrowing and lending on Yom Tov when they share their food. However, uh, remember Hillel, as we saw in the previous podcast with the bread, 
there's a concern of rebeat. <coughs> so it should be the same problem with his family. You're allowed to lend to your your children so they should understand what rebeat feels like and they should understand how bad it is because after all, it's really all your money so there's no real loan. So then why did the Mishnah prohibit, even with your family members, doing the large portion versus the small portion? You're right, you could. This is what it should really read. You could even do a big portion versus a small portion. Like we said, but not with others. My time, you cannot do that with others, where they are really owners. They are not part of your household, um, because it is like an asmachta, where the person is uh, putting in their number or whatever it is the lottery piece is, and they are expecting to get the bigger piece. And when they get the smaller piece, the person who gets the bigger piece may be in a violation of some form of gzela. Okay. So my So what is it you're allowed to do on Yontif, not allowed to do with the Kodshim? Meaning you're allowed to take the Korbanot of Yomtov for the Kohanim, and divide up the portions the Kohanim are going to get, but not the pieces from Chol. I might think that you're allowed to, just as the Kohanim are fighting together with the, about these things, you're allowed to let people uh, use man, have Manot Chol be divided up to for them and, and done this uh, this lottery for them on Chol. So Kavashvlan that they can't. We have some Agadah from here really to the end of this podcast. Anyone who has another fellow punished because of you, you basically booted out of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's private space. When Mikhail um, ben Yimla comes before all the other kings and said Kiaben Kana and send the uh, then the other prophets and says that uh, that indeed Achav is going to lose in the battle in Ramot Kilad, he tells a story. He says the God said, "Who? How can I fool Achav?" And the spirit came and said, "I'm going to go be a Ruach Sheker." A false spirit among all the prophets, and that's what he accused these prophets of doing. Since so came and slapped them, famous story. And in our commentary, we said, "What's the ruach?" This is the spirit of Navot, who in the next chapter is killed. Sorry, in the previous chapter was killed uh, as a result of Ahab's desire for his vineyard. Who might say, "Why did God say go out? Say get out of my my area," which means the ruach. Uh, of Navot um, was cast away from God, even though that was the Ruach that ended up doing God's bidding. Meaning that the one who lies cannot stand in front of God, and that was this, the lies told about Navot in the kangaroo court that got him killed. We have a different Pasuk. Savata Kalon Mikavod, Gamata Savata kolomni kavod, you have uh, gotten more disgrace than honor. Zed nevuchanetzar, shtei gamata vehearel, zed sidkiyah, that's sidkiyahu. 
First of all, the whole pasuk is talking about Nebuchadnezzar. Va'od, Tzidkiah Tzadika. The position of Chazal's Tzidkiah was a good guy, and this pasuk person is a bad guy. So how could you say the second half of Tzidkiah? Ma'yavad me'yavad le'i. We have a drasha that we'll see. We have a different source. How do we know that if you're punished, that you are punished for someone else being punished by on your account? It's bad for a tzaddik to be giving punishments. That's right. Ra doesn't live with you. Which means that since a tzaddik punishing a, 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 a anybody is called lotov, which is ra, and ra can't live without Kodesh Baruch Hu, therefore you're out. Okay, my mashmah, how do we know that chalashim in the Mishnah is a lottery? Poor, like Purim. So Cholesh Al-Goyim, I knew they're throwing a lottery over the nations. This is a prophecy of Yishayahu that is evidently about Nebuchadnezzar, at least that's the way that it's read. Amar of Huna, Malamed Shayam Matil Pur Al-Gdolei Malchut. Leida Eze Ben Yomoshim Ishkav Zachor, that Nebuchadnezzar evidently would uh, rape and sodomize all these other kings, and throw a lottery to see who would be for that day. They're rested because he was raping them. As long as the Vuchanetzar was alive, nobody smiled. Now everybody's happy. Now that he's gone, you're not allowed to stand in, in Nebuchadnezzar's house. That's why we have the bracha that the Ramah mentions uh, if you see his house destroyed. When Nebuchadnezzar wanted to do what he was going to do to Tzidkiyahu, his orla became super long, 300 amot, went around the whole party. So all, everybody who was there were shaking. Maybe he's coming to take us now. Right? You lie with them. What does that mean? This nation that said, measure everything out and bring it to us, they're gone. Bavel is done. They said, Madheva means, bring a lot of things without measure. So the Rabo Yeterao Safto is a Brahsuk and Daniel. If you number of Yumi Abarabam Lamit Shrachav al Arizahar, the Kashar Tanin Birosho, Shinamar Vagam at Khayata Sadan Tatilole Avdo. Miao is in the Vua that not only the people of the world but also the animals have become slaves to Nebuchadnezzar by divine decree. And so this Pasuk and Daniel, which is about Nebuchadnezzar, says that he rode on a lion and he took the uh, this uh, serpent he tied on his head. Uh, to show that they were all subservient to him. Okay, we'll pick it up with the next Mishnah on the next podcast. Anytime you should have a wonderful day.